Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Communication Means Talking Together. I'm Arjun Bakshi. I thought we'd pick up on a topic we've had in the past, difficult conversations, and maybe expand on it, elaborate on it, see if we can add a little wrinkle to it. The reason I bring it up again is because, well, it comes up all the time in personal conversations, professional conversations, consults. It is an ongoing challenge for all of us, but especially in the professional world, to be able to give and receive candid comments and not have that negatively impact the relationship that is in question, be it a colleague, someone reports to you, customer, stakeholder, whomever it may be. And at the same time, have the clarity and the effectiveness that the behavior or awareness that we're trying to create is actually effective. So to put it in simple language, how can we tell someone to improve something that they're not doing correctly or not doing well enough and yet do it in a way that is clear, honest, and has no negative impact or minimal negative impact on the ongoing relationship. So perhaps the first thing to look into there is indeed the relationship. We've had this conversation perhaps before. What does it take to have a strong personal or professional relationship? Strong human relationship, let's say. Very good comment a client said, you know, as at the time of this recording, many folks are more and more returning to a pre-COVID work environment where they're back in the office, they're seeing human faces, um, not obscured by masks, and, uh, you know, having that sort of happenstance, uh, run into each other, spontaneous interaction that I think is where the magic of human communication lies. And booking time with each other, making appointments with each other, sending emails, messages is all very well. But there is a power to running into someone at the coffee counter or in the hallway or just passing their desk and having them, you know, put some, put their work down or put their computer away for a moment and just say, Hey, how were you doing? And actually interface with you. I was mentioning in the same conversation, some of my favorite moments with clients even were not necessarily just during a consult or a coaching session, but on the way out, you know, when time was up, it was time for me to go home or go to my next appointment, they'd often walk me out to the lobby. And it was just a brief handshake and smile and a couple, uh, have a great rest of your week line of view comments that I felt there was a certain gratitude, humility, and sincerity that try as we might, 
cannot easily be captured in an electronic medium. Though we will continuously try because sometimes we just don't have an option. So let's get back to the point at hand, which is the human relationship. And let's, for the sake of this podcast, think about those relationships in the context of work. So the reality is that we require cooperation and collaboration and even compromise from each other on an ongoing basis. That is another name for teamwork. We're all trying to achieve the same goal. Perhaps we come at it from different angles. We have different expertise, different experience, and maybe sometimes different priorities or concerns. But in the end, we all want to succeed, and hopefully the credit is shared fairly. So then what can sometimes become contentious is in the moment we see uh, micro goals as our goals, and we don't see the larger picture, the big goal, the goal that everybody's shooting for is the one we miss, and we only see the ones that we are individually shooting for. And that's where we come into competition with each other. So I, I always say, if you feel you're having a contentious relationship with someone at work, think about it this way. What scale and what level are you looking at? Are you looking at the micro level or the macro level? The small picture or the big picture? Let's get back to that. So how can we have difficult conversations and yet maintain relationships? Well, part of it is this, this big picture mentality. And the other part is the importance of honesty taking precedence over just protecting each other's feelings. It goes without saying that it doesn't matter if it's in your personal life or in your professional life. If you're always sugarcoating things, if you're always hesitating to hurt someone's feelings just so that they'll like you, you're probably going to have a lot of people that sort of like you, but don't respect you. And most importantly, you will find more and more that all the difficult work comes on your plate because you simply don't want to bother anyone. This happens all the time. Because instead of putting the time in to coach people and level them up and be strong colleagues and members of our team, we, you know, uh, give them the feeling that they are working as best as they can at their level and we'll do the heavy lifting. But that's not how it can work or should work. So let's try and do things in uh, a more nuts and bolts sense. Like how do you even begin starting a difficult conversation? Let's say, uh, to give a simple example, somebody that reports to you is not performing poorly, right? But not up to standards as well. So the first thing that you want to do is make sure that they are aware of that. You may be surprised, but a lot of people think they're doing amazingly, right? Many people are very conscientious are perhaps the opposite. And they might feel they're doing terribly, when in reality, they're doing pretty well. 
So it's good for us to gauge what category your intended conversation partner fits in. Are they overly harsh on themselves or do they have an overly rosy picture of their performance? So let's say they have an overly rosy picture of their performance. Let's go with that as the example. Let's say you're in the hesitance because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, right? Or you just, you know, are hesitating because you don't like conflict. You don't want to have an awkward conversation. There's a few different ways you can go about it. You could, for example, you could, for example, uh, try a approach where you ask them how they think a particular task or project or deliverable went in their view. And they may have a certain perspective or story on it. Contrast that with, well, these were the standards and deliverables and priorities that we'd agreed upon. If not, that may need repeating. So the point being, I often uh, would do this. Like I'll say, I'll say, uh, I'll, let's say I'm doing a speech uh, evaluation. Somebody's delivering a speech. I'm trying to help them, coach them to speak better. I'll say, how do you think you did? I, 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 and, and that's usually my first sentence right after they finish speaking. I might say a perfunctory, great job. How do you think you did? Be honest. And when put in that kind of mode, and especially if I add the appending be honest line, you'd be surprised how often people will err on the side of over-criticizing rather than under-criticizing. And I've often had to sort of help people see both sides, pros and cons, in their performance. And when we write that down and we sort of look at it, uh, reflect back on it, we find the areas that we can work on. But my point is, the self-improvement exercise can often begin with just a unvarnished self-reflection of the intended person that you're trying to help. Then we reflect back to what are the aims, goals, restrictions, parameters, or other methods and measures of uh, performance evaluation and say, okay, where do you think the gaps are? And you might find those specific two or three areas. And I'm like, okay, what specific things can we do to close those gaps? And so I'm really just asking questions, but following a very strong linear movement to help them go from problem to solution to action plan. Right? Because the end goal is that with, with your help, the person at the other side of the conversation understands what they need to get done. And then you can always offer your assistance and resources and your mentorship in helping them stay confident and successfully achieve their action plan and make it, make it, uh, uh, see it through, shall we say. And so you might uh, see multiple elements in there. The first is you try to have a conversation. One of the challenges that managers, people managers fall, uh, you know, uh, come up against is, and what makes these conversations difficult, is we fall into the trap of, well, thinking we have to do all the talking. 
we don't. Depending on the personality you're dealing with, it might be actually better to have the coachee or trainee or mentee, uh, the report, be the one that does the other talk, uh, most of the talking and the reflecting. And you're really just helping them put structure on it and making sure that in a timely fashion, without wasting each other's time, we get to a conclusion here. And there's an action plan that can be deployed. And then you hold them accountable, making sure that indeed, next time round, we have a better outcome. Might not be a perfect outcome just yet, but at least it can be a better outcome. And sometimes that's as far as it'll go, at least in the first round. So to recap, difficult conversations are difficult because sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves. Like I said, we think we have to do all the talking. We think we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We think we don't want to say anything harsh. Um, and we end up not being transparent and honest and holding people accountable and people don't approve. And we end up feeling more burdened by the scenario because we're doing more work or covering for people's mistakes, which is even worse. So think about it this way. The best thing you can do is help someone take the bitter medicine so that they can get over their cough and feel better and be healthy. If, if, if it must be done and they have to have a bitter pill, give them a piece of chocolate, tell them, tell them they can do it, encourage them, but make sure they know that it needs to be done. Because in the end, the best way to make a difficult conversation less so is to ensure it becomes and stays a conversation, a back and forth between two people trying to figure something out together. And isn't that the title of this show? Communication means talking together. See what we did there? Hope you enjoyed that. Short and sweet. Hope you enjoyed this episode, folks. And have a lovely rest of your weekend. I'll see you next time.